I am Gerald Eastwood, and I would like to announce, as of today, the publication and availability of my book, Beyond the Pentagon UFO Report, on Amazon. This book will take you light years ahead of the other books on the market. We have to dig deeper, much, much deeper, to find the truth behind this phenomena. Historically, reports of UFOs have been divided into three categories— Close Encounters of the First Kind, the Sighting of UFOs, Close Encounters of the Second Kind, Physical Evidence for the Presence of UFOs, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Sightings of UFO Occupants. We also have to progress to cases called Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind, Actual Contacts and Abductions, to find the root cause and the real truth. This book ties everything together in one intelligence briefing and survival manual to the UFO phenomenon in all of its aspects. No other single book ties it all together, in my opinion. We have gone well beyond the Pentagon UFO report and done a deep dive into the most important critical issues facing mankind today, all in a style that analyzes the most difficult concepts in easy-to-understand format and provides a series of grand conclusions to the matter. Could this series of events we are about to delve into show a cover-up of the true story? That the entire UFO question, including abductions, alien, government cooperation, and all the rest, while apparently true, are ultimately a deception of some kind? Are these objects extraterrestrial? Or are they some form of time travel? Could they be spiritual entities? Or are they extra-dimensional objects from a fourth dimension? You make the decision, but they are real and the government cannot explain them. This book will cover a wide variety of topics. We'll cover all of the dimensions of the UFO message. We will, at the end of the book, discuss a Pentagon project called the Killshot Scenario. This will lead us into a study of space and time events that are almost upon us, and most importantly, how you can prepare yourself. There is no similar book on the market. I'm going to look at the table of contents, and they include Area 51 and other anomalies, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Strange Deaths and Cases, UFOs and Black Ops, What the Pentagon Report Really Says, The Office of the Director of ONI Report, Pentagon UFO Videos, The Rendlesham Forest Incident, Time Travel, Men in Black and Other Bizarre Cases, The NSA-DIA Encounter, Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind, the kill shot scenario, the Pentagon knows, the U.S. intelligence community and UFOs, and the shadow government. The report the Pentagon released, though very brief, touches down on the unexplainable. The final UAP report states that 143 of the 144 incidents were not explainable. The substance of the actual report, however, is lacking. The report covers the tick-tick shop objects the Navy encountered in 2004, 
the strange cubes within spheres seen by Navy pilots in 2014, and the mysterious black triangles continually reported around the world. The report does not explain why these objects can fly at hypersonic speeds in excess of Mach 5. The report is a condensed version of a larger classified report that was delivered to Congress. It is best described as a very light, thin document. We need to think outside of the boxes that modern society has prepared for us. To many people, the UFO phenomena are a military prototype or extraterrestrials. But if you look, really look at the streams of evidence I will present in this book, then you cannot help but see there's something else going on that is much deeper, much more subtle, and much stranger than anything you can imagine. This book raises many questions, and it arrives at a stunning set of conclusions of where we are in time and history. You come away with your thoughts expanded and your mind racing with questions. Journalist Tom Rogan writes that the Navy is front and center for a simple reason. Its nuclear platforms keep attracting UFOs. UFOs have regularly appeared near military sites and testing locations since the late 1940s. One danger they pose is that they could interfere or intercept with impunity a country's offensive or defensive capabilities. First, let's look back to the 1960s to witness that this exact scenario actually happened. Professor Jacobs is with a respected U.S. university. In the 1960s, he was in the Air Force and officer in charge of optical instrumentation. He filmed ballistic missile tests out of Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. In 1964, during a test of the first missile they filmed, a UFO appeared in flight right next to the missile as it reached its upper trajectory. A telescope photographed the missile as it entered its third stage of the trajectory. It was about 60 miles above the Earth in subspace and traveling at over 11,000 miles per hour. The film showed that from the UFO a beam of light was directed at the missile. The warhead attached, it was a dummy warhead for the test, was struck by the beam and ejected. The next day he was shown the film by his commanding officer and was told never to speak of this again. He didn't for many years, but finally he spoke up. He said the incident itself was never classified. There, in fact, is a YouTube video entitled UFO Destroys Vandenberg Missile, Professor Robert Jacobs Testifies. It has been suggested that these objects, in a similar incident, were likely emitting reverse Doppler and false commercial jet acoustic signatures in a deliberate effort to evade detection. Now, there exist FBI Freedom of Information documents that reference USO, UFOs and recovered bodies. And I provide a link to one of them in the introduction. And I'm reading right now from the introduction to the uh, my book. The report states that an investigator for the Air Force witnessed the recovery of three UFO craft in New Mexico. They were circular in shape with raised centers and 50 feet in diameter. Each was occupied by three humanoids about three feet tall, dressed in metallic cloth of a fine texture. Each body was bandaged in a blackout suit similar to those worn by test pilots, you can read the memo for yourself at the link I provide under the Freedom of Information Act 
The link is titled FBI Records, The Vault, Guy Hotel, Part 1 of 1. The memo goes on to say there was a very high-powered radar installation near where the crash took place that may have interfered with their propulsion system. The memo was written by a special agent and addressed to the director of the FBI. Above all else, remember this. This country belongs to you as an American. It does not belong to the so-called elite. America has been the greatest country in the history of the world. We are the nation that won two world wars. My name is Gerald Eastwood, and I am committed to cutting-edge development of intelligence analysis in the field of UFOs. I am the host of the podcast, The Pentagon UFO Report, which is available on all major platforms, including Audible. My podcast is heard all over the world. I am a researcher and a writer by background. Senator Rubio has stated, the bottom line is that if there are things flying over your military bases and you don't know what they are because they're not yours, and they exhibit potentially technologies that you don't have at your own disposal, that to me is a national security risk and one we should be looking into. If it's something from outside this planet that might actually be better than the fact that we've seen some technological leap on behalf of the Chinese or the Russians or some other adversary. Our perspective is there. Is someone flying in the airspace that no one else is allowed to fly in and we don't know who it is? And it isn't something we have. We need to know what that is. Area 51 and other anomalies. You have to understand how the intelligence community operates. When Eisenhower warned of a vast military-industrial complex, he was not joking. Of course, he provided no detail to the general public, but he was fully aware of it. Case in point, he authorized Area 51, but then received no information from it. I know an ex-special ops individual who made a deathbed confession. He was originally a cryptographer and an instructor. He had a Q clearance, which is required to access top-secret restricted data and national security information. He was involved in a project that superseded Blue Book. His unit received reports of UFOs from all over the world, and they analyzed them. It was all black ops. He called the MJ-12 people in Area 51 at the request of the president, Eisenhower, and they said, the generals, that he had no authority over them. They were compartmentalized. Eisenhower responded and told him to physically go to Area 51 and tell them unless they began to release information within a week, he would have the first army invade the base and take it over. They acquiesced. He visited an area called S-4. This is the area he spoke about. This is where nuclear physicists reverse engineer technology. He said he saw an alien craft. They were made of something like heavy aluminum. He said they flew by reverse magnetism. He said he has copies of mathematical formulas by which they operate. Black Ops have a $6.5 trillion budget. That's the latest number for missing money from the Pentagon. How do they use it? Well, first and foremost, deep underground bunkers for the elite. Secondly, they use it for special operations. Often the CIA and the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, operate in tandem. The CIA sets up the operation and the DIA, covert or black ops people, run it. Now, these are not people you'll see on TV or in uniforms. They wear suits. They blend in and, when operating, don't even use their real names. 
They operate, many of them, out of sublevel offices and otherwise innocuous appearing office buildings around Virginia and Washington. One of the most complete works about the secret organizations that are behind the scenes is Tragedy and Hope by Dr. Carol Quigley. He was a professor at Georgetown University. Bill Clinton was one of his students. Dr. Quigley was not just an average academic. He had been associated with the dynasties of the super-rich in Europe and America. He was the consummate insider. His 1,300-page book about history was not for the masses. It was for the elite and the intellectuals. In his book, he exposes the greatest secret of our time. Strangely, he supported their goals, but absolutely exposed them as well. Dr. Quigley reported that in 1971, he was informed that the publisher of his book, only 2,000 copies went out, had destroyed the plates. The rare book price went to the hundreds of dollar range. He believes tragedy and hope was suppressed. Let's go back to Area 51 in S4 for a moment now. As he and his superior were touring S4, which is located in the general vicinity of Area 51, or Dreamland, a colonel told him they were interviewing a gray alien. The point of bringing him there was to show him the facility so that he could go back and tell the president. The president, to that point, had known nothing. Afterwards, he was taken back to Area 51 and received a tour, including a viewing of the Blackbird. From there, he and his partner went to Washington, D.C., and met with the president. In that room was also Nixon and J. Edgar Hoover. They were told about the whole situation and the black projects. He said the president was totally shocked about the extent of the black programs. He said Eisenhower said the programs must be kept compartmentalized. This is the reason this book was written, to expose the light and give you an intelligence briefing about how to critically think and view and survive. UFOs influence what we call our spiritual life. They affect our culture and our history. They are an ingredient of our past. Undoubtedly, they are also part of our future. To quote Winston Churchill, the truth is incontrovertible. Malice may attack it, ignorance may deride it, but in the end, there it is. And in his 1988 book, Dimensions, Dr. Jacques Vallée wrote, We are not dealing with successive waves of visitations from space. We are dealing with a control system. I cannot tell whether this control is artificial in nature, under the power of some superhuman will, it may be entirely determined by laws that we have not yet discovered. For now, this is Gerald Eastwood. Join me again soon, and in the meantime, you can buy my book, Beyond the Pentagon UFO Report, on Amazon as a Kindle ebook. It is a page-turner. You've never read anything like it.